Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Once again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You've got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. That's webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have each and every one of you across the country. 2024 is on the way. The election's very important, but let's we're going to do a little flashback in 2022 when the red wave did not happen. There was a tremendous amount of funding from George Soros, but who was number two? Sam Bankman Freed. <laughs> Does that ring a bell? Does anybody know, remember? Uh, the cryptocurrency, they called him the new Rockefeller, the, the man who knew how to make billions and the, the genius of cryptocurrency, but it was a fraud that he was doing. His company, FTX, based in the Bahamas, wasn't even allowed to run in the United States, but the company failed and billions and billions of dollars uh, were were uh, just overnight were gone. Now, where did it all go? They're still trying to figure it out, but a lot of it went to politicians. We know at least $40 million went to a liberal Democrat candidates and, uh, and PACs. And Sam Bakeman Freed provided his money up to the election day. And then, wouldn't you know it, it's collapsed right after the election day. Gary Gensler, new uh, the head of the SEC, friends with uh, Sam Bakeman Freeman's, uh, Freed's parents, knew him at MIT. Now, this, this kind of thing was where uh, Gary Gensler knew Sam Bankman Freed. And... And what happens? Well, right after the election, wouldn't happen before the election, would it? Why not? Well, $40 million, but we remember Elon Musk had said he believed that could have been up to a billion dollars that Sam Bankman-Fried had put into liberal causes, political causes. And now, what happened last week? My goodness, would you believe this? Would you believe it? Well, they dropped the charges on on as uh, uh, political contributions and the fraud of that. They dropped the charges. Said, "Oh, it was not in the uh, it was the U.S. the Department of Justice under uh, Joe Biden and uh, our Attorney General Merrick Garland." They dropped the charges on Sam Bankman Fried's. Uh, uh, political contributions charge. They dropped them. Said, you know, the reason why I said, oh, it was not, they made, made a mistake. It's not in the, it was not in the Bahamas extradition, extradition papers. 
oh, really? Oh, really? It's just like sort of, you know, when Hunter Biden, some, a lot of the charges of income tax evasion, well, they said, well, it passed. You know, they said now they can't charge him because it was uh, it had been too many years. Uh, and, and is this not something like, oh, they dropped the charges. Somebody dropped the ball. Who dropped the ball when they drew up the extradition papers? Ah, was the FBI a part of that? Is the FBI uh, favoring Democrats over uh, Dem Republicans? Well, we can see, you know, because let me tell you that, that Sam Bankman Friedman was not the only uh, person at FTX and the top, uh, some of the other top political donors was the uh, FTX director of engineering, Nishad Singh, and also the uh, the part of the uh, Ryan uh, Salam. Now, Ryan, it, it, both of those are given not near as much as Sam Bankman Freed, but they have given, and now they're caught up in the uh, uh, political part of the uh, finance scheme and, and their political contributions. So, will their charges be dropped also? Uh, they also gave more to the Republicans. They didn't give near as much, but they gave to Republicans. And, and, and uh, a lot more than Sam Bankman-Friedman. So Sam Bankman-Fried gets his charges dropped as far as not, not everything, and I don't want to misinterpret anything. He still has the fraud charges, and he can still be put in jail for life or longer if he's found guilty. But the... <laughs> But but everything the, the finance the political contributions, uh, all that has been dropped, and he donated to mainly Democrats. Is that the reason why? Uh, I'd say we need to look at what's happening. These others they gave to Republican candidates and causes, not near as much, but they gave some. So are their charges going to be dropped? Oh, it's the FBI and the Department of Justice. If something will embarrass. Republicans and cause them to give their money back, I bet they may proceed. What do you think? But now what happens when they drop the charges against Sam Bankman-Fried, what happens is all that won't be in the public papers and all these candidates, $40 million for the uh, midterm election 2022, well, guess what? They should give all that back. How many? Oh, they, when when it came out, so oh, we'll be giving our money to charity. Well, they uh, will they? Will they? Have they? We we got a clip coming up in just a minute to talk about that. So it's uh, like I said here on Doc Holiday's Rock Splitting Politics. You're gonna hear some things you don't hear other places. This is a very important story. You're not hearing about it. They're just uh, just just passing on it. But why? Because there's some, a lot of Democrats that don't want to give back their contributions, $40 million worth, and if they had give it back, then they got to fill up their coffers, and, and they're already looking at the 2024 election, and they thought, oh, my goodness. Did somebody say, oh, my goodness, call the Department of Justice. We need to drop these charges. It won't be in the papers. People forget about it, and we won't have to get the money back. Is that what's going on here? Well, we know... Uh, Christopher Ray and FBI, they said time after time, it looks like you're favoring the Democrats and you're punishing and putting Republicans in jail. 
Is this not obvious evidence of the same thing happening? Somebody, uh, this should it, who who made the decision to drop all these charges, and who messed up the extradition papers? Did they not know what they were doing at the time? Are they just incompetent? Did they get fired because of their incompetence? Or did they know very well this man had billions of dollars, billions of dollars, some of them we don't know where they are, and billions of dollars, and somehow someone forgets, oh, the extradition papers didn't have that uh, part of the, the campaign finance uh, problems. We didn't have that in our extradition papers to the Bahamas. And they're, this big, mighty country called to the Bahamas, boy, they... They threaten the United States if we don't do this right. <laughs> Man, does money talk, and does it not talk very loud when Democrats are in charge of things? And it speaks volumes. If it's Hunter Biden, or now if it's Sam Bankman Freed. I mean, I hope there's some congressional, uh, uh, some congressional investigation into who made this decision, why was it made, and is the same thing going to happen to the executives that gave more money to Republicans than Democrats? Are they going to get off scotch-free on this also? Huh. Inquiring minds want to know, don't they? Well, let me, in a minute, I'm going to play a clip. Uh, before we get to that clip, let me just say, um, I made it to New York City a couple weeks ago. Had uh, something to do there. and uh, New York's not a place that I just dream about going there. But it is a unique city. People are proud of that city. They're very proud to be pro-liberal, pro-leftist in so many ways. But the mayor there said they have enough of the immigrants coming in, enough illegal immigrants. They can't take no more. And then a lot of the citizens there, just speaking to citizens, that they are upset that the the illegal immigrants get a place to stay in nice hotels and $800 checks and they rate, you know, it comes out of taxes. Oh, it does, doesn't it? And But they're still a sanctuary city. As long as New York City says we're a sanctuary city, they should keep taking the bulk of uh, a lot more of the illegal immigrants until they can tell Joe Biden to fix that border. Republicans been yelling for it. Uh, year after year, and 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 now we got uh, uh, Mayor Adams up in New York saying we've had enough. Well, Mayor Adams, you need to call the White House and shut up to the media. Call the White House and get it done. Shut the border so you don't have illegal immigrants. We don't know who they are, where they're from, and what what they want to do here. Are they joining gangs? Maybe. Is it hurting the city? Ask the New York residents. New York City. You've got a city that you're proud of, and yet, you know, there's a, there's some problem there. There's some problems when you, you, you fill up hotels with illegal immigrants, and where do they go? How are you going to put everybody into the city that's already got so many people? Well, that's just one of the things we see. But I will say it's a unique city. New York City is so unique. And my prayer and my hope is that these ultra-liberal, uber-liberals can one day, you know, calm down and look at some common-sense policies and stick 
quit trying to stick everything down our country, the rest of the country's throat. Let's respect each other. If you want to be ultra-liberal, I respect that. If you want to raise taxes to take care of all the illegal immigrants across the nation, just bring them to New York. If you want to raise your taxes to take care of that, that is your decision. And yes, make that decision to be a sanctuary city. And that's the beauty of America. We can be uh, different states can experiment with different laws, but don't try to force your values on other states. And I don't want to force my values on New York City. You can be proud, and we can be a country. But let's, let's stop trying to force everything on everybody else. Listen, uh, and, and that's the whole thing about, see so many people out there, uh, you know, with the abortion policy, what the U U.S. Supreme Court did. It did not outlaw abortion in America. It's up to New York, the state of New York, and New York City, and the state of New York has said they, they love abortions. Even up to the ninth month, even up to the day of birth, and some people say even after the baby's born, you can kill the baby, and that's in the state of New York that people want that done. And, but that's their state, okay? They've made the laws. So what the Supreme Court did did not outlaw abortion. It's happening in New York. It just gave every state the right to, for its citizens to decide what they want to do on the question of abortion because it's not in the United States Constitution. Now, uh, another thing about New York, I will say you, you hear all these things about people being tough and rough and mean. I was out in Central Park. I was with a group. And a group, several uh, men and ladies, and we were eating lunch there. And somebody was, uh, came by with a camera and, and, and focusing, trying to have, said they had a new camera focusing on the lady and, and got to talking and talked about we were from uh, Mississippi. And, and uh, would, lo and behold, she said, I've never done this. But later, not then, but after we talked a while and we moved on and, but she came back around and said, I've never done this. I don't real far away. Would y'all like to see New York from my terrace? I'm on the 18th floor. My husband's there, and I can't get a hold of him. But he's eating lunch, and, and we'll just go there. If y'all want to go, I'd love to, I'd love to share this view. So she invited us into her home, and, and her husband was there. Didn't know we were coming. She tried to call him. <laughs> he didn't answer. And she... she uh, I said David, we got some visitors, and he looked at us, <laughs> and uh, but they let us in and got on the terrace and had a beautiful view of Central Park, beautiful view of Midtown New York, and just in a, in a terrace like an L shape, so we could go back around and see the other side of the city. So strangers in New York invited, uh, I guess we were eleven or twelve people, adults, and and, and they invited us in. And, and it was a, a beautiful city. And so everybody in New York, hustle and bustle, but there's great people in New York like they are in every city and every place. And I just want to thank this lady for inviting us up to her, just, just being a kind New Yorker. So thank you, Debbie and David. And that was a fabulous view and uh, probably never see you again. But you brighten our day and let us see a view that uh, uh, <clears throat> tourists don't get to see usually, okay? So I just want to say 
thank you to New York and for people like David and Debbie who who uh, just made a made a tourist or stranger from Mississippi extremely happy to that uh, New York has such uh, kindness in so many people and sometimes we don't hear that so I just want to brag about it right here on Doc Holliday's rock splitting politics now let's get back to Sam Bankman Freed in a minute I'm gonna play this clip but first let me remind you you're listening to Doc Holliday's rock splitting politics you're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net and we're talking about Sam Bankman Freed and how uh, the campaign finance charges were dropped from his case. He still has a very, very serious case, the fraud that uh, can put him up in jail for decades and uh, maybe the rest of his life. We don't know. But we're talking about why would they drop the campaign finance charges against him? You know, what would it mean for politicians? So we're about to play a clip from... Uh, the Hill TV, a show called The Rising, and uh, they talked about that. So we're going to play this clip. But uh, before we do, let me remind you there is a book, <laughs> a new novel. If you haven't been listening or if you haven't ordered ordered it yet, I got a novel. has nothing to do about politics, okay? Why would I write such a novel? Because I had fun writing it, and I want you to have fun, be able to tell your friends and neighbors not to make them mad but say, here's a book that I can read with you if they're liberal or conservative or, uh, you know, a Green Party. It doesn't matter. Read the book. Have fun. And you ask, well, what's the book about? Well, it's about a college student named Patrick. He's home for the summer trying to get some tuition money, helping his grandfather out in the Hatchie Hills. Actually, uh, that they were harvesting some pulp wood out in the forest there. And he comes upon a Chickasaw secret that's tied all the way back to King Solomon's days. So, you can go to www.hatchybooks.com Hatchie spelled H-A-T-C-H-I-E books.com So go there. You can order that book and uh, you can check it out. We appreciate that. Ebook is uh, just about ready. I've told you, in fact, if you want to go ahead and rush and Order it. You can go to uh, you can go to Amazon and just look up Hatchy Keeper of the Secret. You can type in search Hatchy Keeper of the Secret, and you can get that ebook now. We're trying to get it out other places, but uh, Amazon's got it now, and we will uh, be glad for you to order that. Now, let's get back to uh, what we're talking about: Sam Bankman Freed and. Uh, his uh, the dropping of the campaign finance charges and and why that happened so let me let you listen to this clip from and i'll jump in a couple of times it's a, a clip you don't ever uh you just don't hear people talking about this it's hard to find it because that's why i'm bringing it to your attention this is what happened last week take a listen to this Federal prosecutors have dropped the charge against ex-FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried that he violated campaign finance rules, according to The New York Times. 
Bankman Freed was charged with fraud and campaign violations in December after his crypto company caved in. The prosecutor's filing said, quote, in keeping with its treaty obligations to the Bahamas, the government does not intend to proceed to trial on the campaign contributions count. According to authorities, Bankman Freed and other FTX employees used customers' deposits to make $90 million in campaign contributions to approximately 300 political candidates or PACs. Journalist Glenn Greenwald tweeted, Congrats to Sam Bankman-Fried, the Democratic Party's second largest donor behind George Soros, on having his campaign finance fraud charges dropped by the Biden DOJ. Their hilarious claim is that they just couldn't proceed because the big, powerful Bahamas wouldn't let them. Crazy situation. Um, yeah, Bankman-Fried is not this kind of guy uh, to be compared with George Soros in the sense that he just wants Democrats to win. His campaign contributions is, you know, just him trying to convince Democrats who are most likely to pursue financial regulations on the trade of cryptocurrency. He's trying to convince them not to regulate cryptocurrency. That's why he's made so many campaign donations. And it worked. It was a strategy that absolutely worked. We had so many bills passed, uh, a, a bill, the Stablecoin Act, you know, written by Rowan Gray, who's someone who's very knowledgeable about cryptocurrency, financial institutions, and the legality of how our money system works, introduced the bill with Rashida Tlaib's office that would have literally prevented the crash that happened in May that ironically would have also prevented the decline of FTX uh, that happened. It was sort of a, a slow burn that led to their ultimate collapse in November. And so the exact regulations that he lobbied against would have prevented his company from failing as bad as it did. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't think we should see this as like Sam Bankman-Fried loved Republican or loved Democrats so much and that's why he donated to their campaigns. He was literally paying them not to pass regulations that I think would have not only, you know, prevented the collapse of his company but would have prevented a lot of people from losing money that they couldn't afford to lose by investing in cryptocurrencies. Yeah, if I remember correctly, there was a video of him sort of talking about woke and and that ideology and saying essentially it's a convenient way to get the government off of my back if I support this uh, this party line and uh, like you said apparently it worked he gave 90 million dollars in campaign contributions to some 300 political candidates or political action committees and it's actually you know functionally not different from what he did with the company as a whole as he's using this customer money to pay off politicians, mm -hmm. he was also using customer money to secure loans for his business and to reinvest money into the business. It was basically all a giant scam. And I'm with Glenn Greenwald. We really can't get the Bahamas to turn over Sam Bankman freed. Wow, did you hear, I just had to jump in there. After he paid off politicians, see for he knew he was being fraudulent for years he knew he did not want politicians snooping around his company and he gave millions and millions of dollars no telling how many to packs and how how about the uh, deep money that you don't people don't report how much went into different places and how did he manage to get that in he was using funds that were his uh the investors' funds, the people who invest in cryptocurrencies, he was using their funds to uh, pay off American politicians. When I say pay off, well, was did they have any regulation? <laughs> did any regulation come forward as he was 
pouring money into the Democratic uh, coffers. Now, he did put some in the Republicans, but, you know, very little compared to what he poured into the Democrats. And now, just like they dropped the campaign finance charges, the Biden administration, Merrick Garland, under the Department of Justice, they've dropped the campaign finance charges. Wow. And, you know, they talk about that. I'm going to go ahead and let the rest of this clip play on because these are serious charges and nobody's looking at them. I, it's such a ridiculous excuse. Yeah. Now, it does look like they're going to continue to pursue the fraud charges related to the financial aspect of the mm -hmm. company outside of the political donations. Yeah. But I, I think to me, it seems like the reason they're not going after the uh, political donations is because there's a bunch of politicians in PACs who don't want to have to pay the money back. Right. I think uh, Bankman Freed's should be found guilty of the fraud. Uh, allegations because it happened in in broad daylight. We all know what he did. It's not like this is something where they have to do a ton of investigating to find the evidence. Uh, it's all pretty well documented. It's all public. We know that when we had you know the the fall of cryptocurrency values uh, in the spring in May, you know that was the result of large transactions happening where you know the amount of money that was injected into the crypto market allowed the stable coins, which were supposed to, you know, keep a one-to-one -one exchange with the dollar, fell below the value of a dollar, people freaked out uh, because people like exchanging their dollars from, you know, Bitcoin or FTT or Ethereum, whatever coins they're trading, which only have their value thanks to people speculating that they have value. So the more people buy them, the more they go up in value. They want to be able to account for that instability and be able to say, OK, you know, Bitcoin's up right now. I'm going to pull my money out of this. They don't want to have to go through this transaction of, OK, I have to sell the Bitcoin. Now I have dollars. Now I need to, you know, take the money out of the crypto market and put it back in, they created stable coins so people could more easily execute these transactions. But uh, obviously, this isn't regulated by the typical kinds of financial regulations we have for banks that are usually responsible for backing up deposits. This was acting uh, like, a, like a structure for deposits. Uh, and when you don't have FDIC insurance, when you don't have those deposits backed up, that's very risky. So people freaked out. They pulled their money out of crypto. And Bankman Freed, who had his hedge fund buy a ton of FTT tokens, the coin that was native to FTX, people were like, what's going on? Because he was giving people loans who had lost money in the collapse uh, throughout the summer and the spring. So. The fraud just played out in broad daylight. Is it technically fraud because there wasn't so much uh, regulation of the crypto market? Yeah, absolutely it's fraud. It's akin to a kind of a Ponzi scheme to get yeah. people to invest in this. Also to, to have a hedge fund investing in your crypto token, that's insane. Absolutely insane. It is insane. Um, on this political uh, donation front, it looks like Bankman Freed gave more than $40 million to Democrats and liberal causes in the, just the 2022 election cycle, including $6 million to the House Majority PAC, $250,000 to the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, and $66,500 to the Senatorial Campaign Committee. And there have been two senators who have promised to pay back the money, barring any uh, finding that he was guilty of this fraud. And and they are Debbie Stabenow, a uh, Michigan senator, and Maggie Hassan, who is from New Hampshire. And stunningly, even though they said back in December and January that they would give the money back, 
apparently no payments have been made. And so I think all of these people are just going to try to hang on to that cash as long as they can. They don't care that it was given to them fraudulently. And it's really disgusting because this is money that came from customers, from, mm -hmm. from investors, and a lot of whom were not wealthy people. They saw the ability to invest in crypto as sort of a way to get rich quick or maybe pad some income, um, you know, whatever disposable income they had, they were putting it in crypto because they thought that they could get around the traditional investment market. And that level of volatility that you were talking about is really attractive for some investors mm -hmm. because it's usually a quicker way to have the whole buy low, sell high um, cyclical nature of an investment. And these people deserve to have their money back. It was essentially stolen from them in the collapse um, because Sam Bankman-Fried used it so willingly in fraudulent ways. And I think that outside of Sam Bankman-Fried being found guilty on this, anyone who took these campaign donations has a responsibility to give it back to the customers who lost tons of money in this scheme. I think that's a really good point. It's an interesting model for accountability for members of, of Congress who are supposed to be representing the interests of the average American. That's the type of person that has been tricked to invest in cryptocurrency that's extremely volatile. A bunch of very wealthy people got richer off of cryptocurrency while the average person was sold a dream. Right. That like you can get rich really quick. You know, Dogecoin's going to the moon, invest in cryptocurrency, and a bunch of people did. And it was extremely unstable. It was not regulated in any way and again it wasn't regulated one of the reasons it wasn't regulated is because sam bankman freed <laughs> he was pouring money in to uh you know the, he's the one that uh who was it a maxine waters you know congress lady she was head of the banking and finance uh committee and Democrats were in charge, and there's one point where he came in to testify, and she blew him a kiss. She loved him, and he was just snowballing all these Democrats, including Congressman Maxine Waters, and she blew him a kiss. Why did she blow him a kiss? Because he donated a whole lot to her campaign, looks like. Well, okay, <laughs> okay. I, I want to uh, take the time to let this clip finish out from uh this is from the Hill TV, the show Rising, and uh, and I'm glad that somebody would take this by the horn and talk about Sam Bankman-Fried being uh, having his campaign finance charges dropped. So I'm gonna let the clip play out, and then I'll have a couple words to finish the show. Uh, and it should have been, and it was their job to regulate it, and they were paid not to. And so Sam Bankman-Fried was doing what a lot of, you know, lobbyists do, what a lot of people who have a particular agenda and would very much not like to be regulated by the government do, is you, you donate money to the political campaigns of members of Congress. Maybe members of Congress should be found guilty. If we can't get Sam Bankman-Fried, maybe it's time we, we actually look into what were those conversations like? Was it the type of situation where they're like, you know, I, I think the, the crypto market's actually good for the economy and we should keep it free and not regulate it at all. And they're like, that sounds great. I think I'll vote for you and give your campaign money. Or was it Sam Bankman-Fried like, please don't regulate me, here is money. How much money do you need to not pass regulation on this? Like, 
I'm sure there's some record of how those conversations went down. Yeah, I would hope so. And according to the Washington Free Beacon, some of the lawmakers said that they would forward the campaign contributions to charity. Some gave them back to Bankman Freed, while others said they would wait for federal prosecutors to tell them what to do. And federal prosecutors said that they should turn over the donations to a government victim relief fund. Mm -hmm. But Senator Kristen Gillibrand from New York, oh, no. this is what she said in response to the $5,800 uh, that, well, she gave 5,800 of it to charity, but she also said that she no longer has an additional $10,800 contribution. Well, lady, you better find it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, Gillibrand is someone that's kept her seat for some time. Uh, she ran for, you know, president. She's she's got money somewhere. Just because oh, you sure. don't have those ten thousand dollars, find ten thousand dollars somewhere. Make people whole again. I mean, it's your job as a public figure to be held accountable when you do things like this. Uh, and just to keep the money would be absolutely insane. But also, Gillibrand's not a particularly fiery figure. She doesn't find herself uh, taking heat a lot. She has this vibe of like. I'm Kirsten Gillibrand, and I'm just kind of a nice person. Yeah, I would nice. do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the vibe she gives off. She's like, I don't know where the money went. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's the reasonable solution for restorative justice here. And maybe they should pass some regulations as well, give the money back, and actually uh, do the thing you were paid not to do. Ha, huh, I can't find the money. I can't find $10,000. And she ran for president. I guess it's a good thing she didn't win. Maybe she should have. Uh, I mean, how could she be any worse than Joe Biden? But listen, thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Inquire with your congressman, with your senator. What about Sam Bankman-Fried? Why did the FBI, why did the Department of Justice, why does Merlick Garland uh, protect the campaign finance, uh, the politicians? by dropping the campaign finance charges. Why, why, why? Ask them. Tell them to look into it. See you next week right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you.